Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. John J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Barton Hahn sitting in with Jay Will. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So the Giants sign Galladay. They re-sign Leonard Williams. The Jets spend $75 million in free agency. Rich Cimini, however, says they got to hit it big in the draft. They have a ton of draft capital, number two overall pick, which could have great value uh, by the time the Jets are on the clock. But out of these two teams from Gotham, who needs to hit it big in the draft more? The Jets or the Giants? Which GM, would you say, Bart, is, is the one that's – I mean, if you're a GM in New York, no matter what team, you're always on a hot seat. It's never cool. But which one is on the hottest seat out of the two football teams? Huh. I think the one who has to get the draft right the most is Joe Douglas because he decided mm-hmm. not to spend – a lot of money and throw a lot of money at high price names. He's done it before. Remember he brought in Tremaine Johnson, you know, made him the highest paid corner where the Jets did. And that, how did that work out? Brought in Le'Veon Bell. So winning the back pages isn't really what Joe Douglas is all about. You know, he's a former lineman. He doesn't care about what people think about him. He's never been considered a sexy pick or anything like that. Well, Dave Gettleman is at the point where he just threw money at the problem, right? We saw Jerry Reese before throw money at the problem. Okay, let's go pay the highest market for let's 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 make let's make Kenny Galladay the winner of the receiver sweepstakes as far as who gets the annual the highest annual per year dollar. Let's make uh, Leonard Williams, you know, slightly underneath Aaron Donald. Yeah, I would think um it's a little discrepancy. It's a little space in between Aaron Donald and Leonard Williams. But okay, whatever. If that's what you feel like you have to do. And now they're I think they're trying to go get a Dory Jackson, I believe. You know, they're cornered him. I think I saw him out with Logan Ryan last night as they're trying to go get the young 25-year-old corner to try and shore up the defense even more. But Joe Douglas is saying, you know what? I Listen, slow and steady wins the race. We're not going to go out and spend and overspend for the market. We're going to go and make sure that we, we hit this draft. We saw what he was able to do last year with that draft. I think Mims is a hit. I think Davis is a hit. I think, you know, Becton, you know, arguably can be the most dominant tackle out of that draft. So he's saying, hey, I got nine more picks. Let's see what I can do with that sliding up and, and down the board. I don't expect them to be able to, to really be super active you know, um, and using all nine of those picks, I think they're going to slide up the board, get back at some players that they identify. But I also believe that, you know, Joe Douglas is secretly hoping and still keeping up hope that Deshaun Watson will become available, and he wants to make sure that he has some, some money to be able to absorb that, that salary as well. What was, the, what was the, the splashiest move by Joe Douglas? Has there been one yet? See, see this is the thing, right? Because you described that everything you described would happen before him with Mike McCagnan, some yeah, of the signings, yeah. obviously Le'Veon Bell, but has Joe Douglas done yeah. anything that you said, well, that's a big headline move? Because eventually it's you've got to make one. So, so, see, Carl Lawson is sneaky, right? Because I think he's the mo- he has the most upside of any pass rusher that's out there, right? So when you think about what Carl Lawson has done, and, and Sheldon Rankins, you know, who was injured the last couple of seasons, but he's a former first-round draft pick, mm-hmm. a high first-round draft pick. So now you pair him inside with Quentin Williams, and now you finally got that pass rusher who's only 26 years old. See, Joe Douglas said, you know what, I don't want to pay guys that's 28, 29 years old because in two years they'll hit the 30-year 30, the 30 mark, and that's usually when players start to come down at most positions. He got guys that are 26 years old. Nobody's on that list is above 26 years old, mm-hmm. right? So he got young talent, guys that he sees 
not even hitting a peak or hitting hitting their 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 top potential yet. You know, he's going to grow them to that. So it's you know, so that's a different philosophy. Anybody can go out and get the number one guy in free agency, right? But it takes a real general manager to predict where this guy is going to be a couple of years later. That's what he did when he did Kyle Lawson. That's why he didn't go out and get um, Henderson, Trey Henderson, or go get one of these guys that got these big names, Yannick Gakwe, because he says this guy's going to be better in the next couple of years, and he's only 26 years old. So you guys are in the weeds. Can I bring you back up to 50,000 50, yeah. feet on a high level? Right? It, it, it's Joe Douglas, and it's not even a question. Here's why. What the hell have we been talking about every single day on this show mm-hmm. since the NFL season has ended? Quarterbacks. It's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yep. 18 quarterbacks are going to be probably yep. be moving. It's going to be every day. What team is Russell Wilson going to? What's happening with Dak Prescott and, and, and that whole situation? Mm-hmm. What's going on with Deshaun Watson? What's happening with Sam Darnold? This, this – we had Mike Tannenbaum come on our show and say, Sam Darnold is not the answer. It's Zach Wilson. We're saying, really? Wow. Keyshawn's been on our show talking about Sam Darnold is the answer. Mm-hmm. How you move about that one decision, if you decide that Zach Wilson is your guy and you let go of Sam Darnold and Sam Darnold goes somewhere else and starts destroying the league, whoa, what's going on, Joe Douglas? Mm-hmm. If you keep Sam Darnold and you pass on Zach Wilson and he goes somewhere else, and he plays, he balls out. But then Sam Darnold is still having issues with this team that you're trying to retool around him. Yeah. Whoa, issues, Joe Douglas. I always, I already feel like Daniel Jones, all the pieces. That's like next year. Dave though. Gettleman, it, like that's, it, that's where it is. Address the O-line in the NFL draft. That is what it is. But for Joe Douglas, this quarterback move that you have to make right now, that decision is forever tied to the rest of your narrative yes. being the GM it is. for the New York Jets. You make period. Absolutely yeah. true. Period. You make the a great point. Story. Great point. And that's why I say kick the can down the road because it gives you more options. Sam Darnold and the option to be able to trade for Russell Wilson with three first-round draft picks or trade for Deshaun Watson. Because if you make that decision, Zach Wilson, you're tied to Zach Wilson. But what and you happen- can't trade anymore because you got to give him an opportunity to, to see if he's good. But what happens, Bart, if Sam Darnold doesn't play well and all of a sudden Russell Wilson, he ends up staying in Seattle – you know, what happens if Deshaun Watson, that doesn't play out, mm-hmm. he goes somewhere else. I mean, what happens if your options you, you, dry up? You, you got three picks for the next number one guy next year. And if Sam Darnold doesn't play well, that pick's going to be even higher. So you're going to have three first-round draft picks, and then you go get the number one guy that's coming out in the draft. And if it takes you two draft picks, the kid from USC, that, that, that they said is the only guy that's going to have the first-round grade, then you got to go up and you go get him. But what if Zach Wilson is the guy? <laughs> what if Zach Wilson yeah, is the guy? What, what happens if he turns out yeah, to but, be the guy? Yeah, but odds are he's not. Right, you know, oh, so the, we, you play the odds. You, it's odds best, are, it's best. Prescott wasn't. I mean, th- what, you better. Yeah, I mean, here's what it is: you better trust your scouting. Like that's oof. what it always is about. You better trust your scouting. Mike Tannenbaum, you mentioned him. If anybody knows about a hot seat in New York, it certainly is him. He yeah, once well, was that. His uh, wagon to Mark with the Sanchez. He, yeah, that's right. They made that aggressive move to get up and, and get Mark Sanchez, and he did help the team along with a great defense to back-to-back AFC championship appearances. But we talked to him earlier in the show about the whole idea of the hot seat and the two GMs in New York, and here was his response. This is a huge year for Daniel Jones and Dave Gellman, obviously. But I think for Joe Douglas, you know, Joe came in. He did a great job of setting the table. You know, he, he obviously inherited Adam Gase. He was able to hire his own coach now. This is a huge year for Joe Douglas, in my opinion, because, again, if we're sitting here in four or five months, guys, who is that quarterback? Like, to me, it's an easy decision. It's Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. I don't think they can win a championship with Sam Darnold, and I think that decision is going to go a long way to see how successful 
the Jets will be over the next couple of years. It's amazing. Like, like we're going to view Joe Douglas's success or failure as a GM with the Jets, not based on smart signings, Corey Davis, you know, Carl Lawson. Like, like these are smart moves, right? It's it's going to come down to a position that this franchise has been chasing since Broadway Joe hung up the knee brace. And, and I asked that him is again. Quarterback. I asked him again because I cut him off right when that sound ended. And I said, mm-hmm. wait, did you just say yep. that Sam Darnold, you can't win a championship with Sam? He's like, no, I cannot win a and championship. And why did he say it? And what did he say? What was his reasoning? He, and then I brought up, well, you know, well, no, no. He, he said he doesn't see that he's special, right? He saw him struggle at USC, turning right. the ball yes. over and all that stuff. But you no know, history. Then, that and and then I went, then I went with the Tannehill stuff, right? Well, he talked about well, Tannehill took the team to the playoffs. Well, he took the team to the playoffs because they had a good team, right? They had a great supporting cast. Sam Darnold hasn't had a supporting cast for all, all we thought about signing Le'Veon. Le'Veon went to Kansas City. We we're like, oh man, watch we see Le'Veon be unlocked when he right. go to Kansas. Did he even play? Barely. Like that, so that's what I'm saying. So that just showed you, really, he really wasn't working with the great players that we anticipated that he was working with. We knew but, that he couldn't. But, Bart, there is an element, though, and what I agree with Mike Tannenbaum on is this. You know, when you have that, when you have that leader, regardless of whether you're on a bad team or not, yeah. like, there are certain aspects where you make other people around you True. that much better. True. I, I think Sam Darnold did that well, to a certain degree this his year. Rookie, look what he did his rookie year, right? Because this year he, did, he, he never had his receivers in the game at the same time. And then when he got his receivers in the game at the same time, he didn't have anybody that could protect him. So I think now you talk about him having an opportunity. This is the prove-it year, but, you know, you get an opportunity to allow him to prove it, right? We would argue that these are the best weapons that Sam Darnold has ever had. Let's see what he can do with it. But I'm, but I'm putting, I'm punting, I'm kicking the can down the road because the last thing I'm gonna do is say, okay, this guy's the next guy. Because remember, Sam Darnold was that guy that they moved up for. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, Mike Tannenbaum moved up to fifth, all the way from 20th or something to get up and get Mark Sanchez, and eventually that got him fired because Sanchez was okay, but he wasn't a franchise quarterback, and they didn't give him enough weapons to surround himself around him. But that was a team that was ready to win and compete at a at right now. Right now, this is a young team with a young quarterback. You talk about all the pieces that he brought in; it's 26 and young. Well, Sam Darnold's 23, so they can grow together. Guy like him and Corey Davis can grow together. Maybe Herndon can grow together. Mm. You know, maybe you know him and, and, and Denzel Mims can grow together, right? So let's see. You know, so to bring it in a guy like uh, Wilson. How old is Wilson? Right? He's right right there, yeah. right? So we, we're making all these excuses about what he's done. We we saw him do less and less of a resume playing against less talent, where Sam Darnold's least played in the NFL. And the key thing is, of course, the change in coach, which could also have a major Man. impact. We shall see. All right, today on ESPN Daily, the NCAA tournament has all the excitement we love. All while the entire college sports system moves toward huge changes. Athletes seek the right to profit from their image. That's on ESPN Daily. Lizit, listen on your favorite podcast app. Let's do A to Z. KJZ, Barton Hahn, kicking it with Jay Will. Hey. So let's begin with some women's college basketball. How about UConn freshman Paige Beckers? Paige Buckets, 24 points in her NCAA tournament debut. A route, UConn beat High Point, 102-59. Her 24 points, the most by UConn player in their first NCAA tournament game. Gino Oriema missed the game due to COVID-19. He's eligible to return after the round of 32. Here's Paige Beckers on wanting to win for coach. 
We knew we had to step it up. I mean, coach is obviously out um, with COVID, but we just want to continue to win for him so he can get he can get out here with us. Um, and we just wanted to focus really hard on the details and just minimize mistakes here in March. I'm just also glad that the NCAA has picked up the level of the weight room facilities they get and the Gatorade? swag bags. Get, I'm glad that hydration um, station? us addressing that on this show. Well, it was a sporting goods company amongst, that, that immediately said, we'll bring stuff right away. It's sporting goods. It's like sporting goods. Yeah, yeah. We'll be all yeah, in we it. Got, we got truckloads. Let's bring it in. So yeah. once again, the power of social media, players voicing their concern, other people talking about it. I'm glad we use our platform for great things like that. Yeah, it's a joke, man. I mean, the decision makers, we need to figure out why it was a, such a discrepancy to begin with. You know what I mean? Th- big shout out to Dix for stepping up. But we got to figure out who, who, who decided that that was enough for the, for the ladies. It's just amazing. You're just putting it all together. And we're, we're, I mean, we're in the middle of, you know, of a month where we're celebrating women and we're going to have this, this <laughs> kind of discrepancy and disparity. Here, here's some dumbbells. Like, that's all you need. I mean, come on. Like, hey, look, look, I, I, maddening. I, I thought I saw the same ones, the same um, dumbbells that or, the, or barbells that Craig was working out with in Friday in the front yard. <laughs> you know what I'm The center block four was. Oh, man. All right. How about uh, Blake Griffin making his debut with the Brooklyn Nets? Wearing number two, by the way. And by the way, that's how many points he had in his debut. Oh, but that's all right because those points came on a dunk. Now, why are you falling for that falling for the pump fake for Blake Griffin? Because that's a, all he does is but, shoot. But it was a time that you wanted him to shoot the three. <laughs> he yeah. only had two points in 15 minutes. He only played two, 15 minutes. But the two points, like I said, came on his first dunk Come on, in a game since December 2019. Somehow, for the former dunk champion, that was a big story. And he knew about it. <sighs> and post-game, he said, yeah, I was aware. And I didn't want to look at the bench. Take a listen. I felt great. I knew, I knew um, you know, once it happened, it was going to be – it was going to be a thing. And so I tried not to look at the bench when I was coming back down, but then I kind of peeked over and I saw DeAndre all the way out on the side and I saw, saw everybody standing up. So, you know, it's hard not to smile in, in that situation, but, um, you know, felt good to just get that out of the way. Hey, Jay, Blake, go ahead. No, Jay Weez, I wanted to ask you a question. I wonder how they're going to use Blake Griffin because it's, it's odd that that's Lopez, a big on him. Are they going to use him as a big with the lineup and see if he can play a little center, a little five? Yeah, they use him as a pick and pop, and plus also yeah. he'll come off the bench, uh, you know, initially because Jeff Green, their ability to stretch the floor. But it's interesting, right? We've been on our show. We talked about LeBron James having his injury. We talked about AD. We've been talking about AD since February 14th when he first got hurt, right? But the question is, what's going on with Kevin Durant? I need to put my investigative cap, yeah, cap on and start digging into this, Allen. Like, he has not played in a while. And he's not supposed to be back in some time, too. They're not expecting him back anytime soon. They want to – I mean, you know, proceed with caution. When do you really need him? May. May. Take your True. time. You True. don't need him I agree, until May. Is the first time your team's supposed to be together yeah. playing yeah, at full force right. in May? We, yeah, we watched the Clippers do that, right? And what happens is they didn't have that chemistry when they got in the bubble. All right, that's A to Z. KJZ, Barton Hahn in with Jay Will. We're joined now by Dave McMiniman, ESPN NBA and Lakers reporter. Dave, first of all, thanks for joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Second of all, I've seen LeBron play his entire career. I've actually seen him fall at times. One time I saw him where his knee twisted underneath his leg. It was such an awkward fall. I'm like, he's done. Like, that's an ACL. He's done for the season. 
He walked it off. Like, he's Wolverine. So to see him go down the way he did last night, to see that, that the way that ankle turned underneath, when you watched him limp off the court, were you as surprised as I was? Well, I, I guess I was surprised when he limped off the second time, right? Because he went back in the game. It's true. He was had seven points at, at the time, relaced his sneakers, goes back in the game for 46 seconds, hits the three to get up to 10 points for the game, keeps his streak intact of 1,036 straight games of 10 points or more, which is the longest in NBA history. <laughs> and now we go into the void, and the team that's terming it is an indefinite amount of time that he's going to miss. Uh, but the, the feeling uh, you know, around the team um, when, when he's, you know, text with, with sources is that it's going to be a several week period uh, here. And it's a tenuous time for the Lakers because in those several weeks with this compacted schedule because of COVID-19, you're talking about him missing, you know, anywhere, say 10 to 15 games, maybe at a minimum. Uh, and that could really impact where the Lakers are in the standings because as it is right now, they're 0-3 on the season without LeBron if you include that Atlanta game on Saturday. Dave, I may mention before you came on, February 14th is when AD had his injury. That's been a month plus. Uh, what have you been hearing about his status uh, and when he can return as well? He's going to be reevaluated uh, this upcoming Friday by Laker team doctors. And at that point, even if they clear him, um, it's not like he would return like the next game that they have Sunday against Orlando Magic. He would need some time to ramp up, to get some practice time, to get, uh, you know, go up against live NBA bodies, uh, even if it's just in two on two, three on three scenarios on game days. So, uh, you know, Friday is about a week from now. You could add another week of ramp up at that point. Uh, I think that's kind of the the range you're looking at for AD barring any setbacks. That you're at least two weeks away from having him as well. So I mean, this is this is a time where they have to rely on guys like Montrez Harrell, who's been great for them. Uh, don't get me wrong, he's been great, um, and Kyle Kuzma and Dennis Schroeder, uh, all those guys are playing up to their level you'd expect or even above it, but they're not LeBron James and Anthony Davis. How active are they going to be before the trade line to try and get somebody that can help maybe carry that load, you know, while they're going to be without LeBron and AD trying to make sure that they can stay afloat? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because Frank Vogel kind of admitted that, of course, this would change our plans around the trade deadline because it's such a major loss to make up for. At the same time, I, I don't see Rob Polinka being the type of guy to make win-now type of moves. He's always looking big picture. And with this squad, they were prepping all season long to make some moves around the margin to just to try to compete for another championship. I, I don't see them making wholesale changes. One, I think it would be tough, difficult for them to make wholesale changes without parting with two of their young players in Alex Caruso and Talon Horton Tucker, who they covet, who they want to have to be part of the program moving forward and who are both free agents this summer. Uh, and, and two, when this team has been healthy and they've had their fair share of bad luck this year, but when they've been healthy, they've been one of the best teams in the league. And 
you, you kind of, at this point, kind of got to grip tight, hope you can upgrade without tearing things down, and, and hope you have luck on your side where you can have a 15, 20-game ramp up before the playoffs and then go try to defend your title. Dave, what have you been hearing around the franchise as it relates to Andre Drummond? Because I feel like once he becomes on the market as a potential guy to get, you know, seeing how they're bigs and the way that Frank Vogel likes to play defense, utilizing those bigs and utilizing that sides to dominate you on the boards, could it be an additive piece that could help this team get to where they need to be? Yeah, Jay, I mean, Drummond is, is a piece that they'd really like to add. Obviously, add in a buyout type of scenario. Um, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers have been adamant that they want to find a trade partner for Andre Drummond uh, thus far. Uh, you know, that hasn't worked out in terms of them getting a deal that they would have liked. You know, it would be either taking back too much salary long-term uh, in the deals that have been offered or the pieces that they were looking for just didn't make sense with the core that they already have. That said, even if Andre Drummond is bought out, uh, he's going to have suitors around the league. And I don't know if the Lakers have a sense that Drummond would pick them over, say, Brooklyn, uh, where you know he was teammates with Blake Griffin in Detroit. Uh, and they have uh, would have a need for him going up against a guy like you know a Joel Embiid in, in the playoffs. Uh, or he could go to L.A. but play for the Clippers, perhaps. I mean, he'd have other suitors around the league. He'd go to Boston and play a major role. Uh, so if he does hit the market, the Lakers would need him to pick him. But certainly if he did pick the Lakers, I mean, there, there's a huge role waiting for him with the Lakers because Marcus Gasol just hasn't worked out mm-hmm. this year. And, you know, beyond that, they don't have those backup centers like they had with JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, their their center stock is pretty low right now. Dave, thanks for the insight. Obviously, everything now in Lakerland going from they can repeat to where are they going to be now, playoff time with their two stars injured. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Dave. Yep, thanks, fellas. Yep. I, I'm telling you, like, like this, this is a huge Crazy. story in the NBA. It could change everything. Remember what Woj told us earlier. Woj told us about three to three, three weeks to a month with LeBron. But he also said, "What an interesting scenario would be if those two guys comes back and the Lakers might have dropped like a seven seed. You're a two seed, and you got to play yeah. them in the first round. I mean, there are three teams within yeah. two and a half games of them right now. So you miss, you know, so ten you to fifteen games. That's a lot, especially in the daunting Western Conference. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But if, so. you, if you get them, you want to get them then, though. I'd rather get them first and first see round? if I can knock yeah. them out while they're still rusty. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good point. Get hey, doors open Utah for somebody. In the first round? Yeah. Oh or you have to be in the playoff scenario? You have to go through the, the play-in tournament? Oh, in the 17th. you imagine that? Mm, the NBA would love that. Wow, yes, they would. Yeah. But we are in March Madness in 2018, Cinderella. They're writing another chapter in their fairy tale. We'll get to that after Jay has this from Straight Talk. It's time for some straight talk. Your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it. So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, do yourself a favor. Just tune it out. With straight talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. That's right. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. 
Sister Jean has done it again. Loyola into the Sweet 16, stunning the number one seed, Illinois. A crazy weekend in sports, and this will be the place to talk about it on Monday with me, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Barton Hahn, in with J. Will. Brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Got, let me try that Dot again. Com. Remix. See DraftKings.com for details. Let's go to the Goodyear hotline. I've been looking forward to this, man, since we knew Big Cam. we were bringing him in. Cameron Crutwig. We call big dudes like that move like that. Big. Hey, what's up, guys? What's happening, man? Hey, listen, listen. I've got to tell you something. When the tournament started, we were asking about names of players that the nation might find out about or learn about or maybe didn't know as much about before all is said and done. You're that guy for me. Now, it's not like we don't know who you are. We didn't know the success that, that your program had a bunch of years ago getting to the Final Four. You were part of that. But still, like, to watch you play, especially the 19 points against Illinois, the quick hands on the pick and roll, sliding over, helping out, all those things you were doing, playing a little Jokic ball in the high post. Are you, a, are you yeah. used to surprising people? Do you enjoy being underestimated? Is this something that when you read the headlines now you kind of laugh at? I don't know. I mean, I think that's kind of the beauty of the tournament. Um, you know, it seems like every year, um, you know, obviously last year there was no term, but every year since, you know, I've, every year that I've watched the tournament, there's always been, you know, a couple guys that just, ca- I guess, capture the hearts of everybody. I mean, Steph Curry um, was huge in the tournament. That's kind of how he got his, how he got started. Obviously, he was a good player before that, but, and that's not to say that I'm on Steph's level, but I mean, you know, like guys just get made in the tournament, and you can, you can, you know, if you have a couple good games, good stretches, and, and um, you know, you can make a name for yourself. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I really kind of look at the stuff and think you know oh man i'm i'm over underrated or anything like that it just um you know i think we're more focused on just going out and winning games and um you know when you win games people take notice and uh we we played a heck of a game uh yesterday stuck to the game plan and we came out we competed and, and kind of controlled the whole game from the start cam i gotta tell you the mustache is incredible. You are bringing mustaches back. No more full full beard, yeah. goatee, just the stash. 
Yeah. It's a signature trait. But t- <laughs> tell me, what, what, did, what did Coach Moser say to you guys after you got this win? Because we had him on our show, and we were talking about, hey, like expectations for this team, and you guys expect to win these type of games. It's, you guys are no longer you know, like a sleeper in the tournament. What did he say after the game? Right. Hey, he, he was just proud of us. Um, you know, those coaches and, and the staff and everyone works so hard and, and the players work so hard. And, and this is, I mean, I guess you, you could say it's a signature win, but like you said, I mean, we expect to win these games. We, we, uh, you know, you never underestimate your opponent. Obviously we have, we have a, a tremendous amount of respect for everyone we play, especially, you know, the Illini, you know, being the one seed, big 10 conference champions, um, you know, but, but, all all week leading up there the 48 hours leading up to that scout we we felt that you know we matched up well and, and that we'd be able to run our stuff against them and, and be able to kind of hurt them a little bit on on an offense and um you know we just came out and executed a great game plan um we knew they weren't switching screens so i mean <laughs> it, it probably got a little boring to watch we, we ran the same play over and over again they weren't <laughs> switching screens so we we kept running that play and and um you know that that's just the scheme that they were in and that's what we were doing. So um, we just executed time and time again. And it was just a great win for the program. And, and like you said, this, those wins are starting to become expected now. Um, you know, obviously my freshman year, we, we kind of snuck up on some people. Um, you know, people kind of weren't – didn't really pay attention to us. It was kind of a Cinderella story. But, you know, now this year um, and, and the success that we've had in the program – um, you know, we want to be in those big time games. We want to win. We want to be in the spotlight, and we want to we want to win those big time games. So uh, it, it was just a great day for Rambler basketball. Well, way, way to represent the, the, the MVC, right? I'm, I'm a former Saluki as well, so I was there. Um, all right, the all right. Thousands when they went to the Elite Eight a couple of times in, in, in a short period of time. Yeah, yeah. But um, I want to say, what did you say to your teammates, specifically you? because you have experience in, in letting them know what they anticipate and letting them know that they can believe and expect to win, knowing that the game plan was solid and that you've been a part of this before, that you guys are just getting started. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, me and Lucas were, were uh, in a year, was a red shirt on that uh, on my fr- my freshman year. So we've been through it. He, he traveled with us, with us and everything. So we, we've been through it before. Um, you just got to believe this time of year. And that that's one of the things that Coach – was was echoing home when when we beat GT and you know obviously when we knew we were going to play Illinois um, we kind of got in the meeting room and it was like hey you got to the first step is you got to believe it, it's crazy what can happen when a group of guys believe in something and um, you know we, we came with a refocus um, you know not satisfied with that one tournament win I mean and that's really the mentality we had my freshman year as well um, you know never looking ahead to you know. Final Four this or Elite Eight that, Sweet 16. It was always just the next game in front of us. And uh, we, we felt we could win the next game in front of us my freshman year. And, you know, we felt we could win the next game in front of us this year. And, and it's, it's that game-by-game process that, that really um, really helps you during March because it's so, it's so easy to fall into, into the hype and into the social media. And, and you know, and, and all that stuff is really cool. You know, obviously, as college kids, you don't get to experience it as much, you know, March is the, the greatest month for a college basketball player if you're doing well. But you got to be able to lock in when you need to lock in, and, and we've really been able to do that. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Barton Hahn in with Jay Will. And we're talking with Cameron Crutwig from Loyola, Chicago. He is definitely that player you will remember. If you watch the game, yeah, he's that guy. That was making the difference, not just on offense, but on defense, certainly as well. Bart, you had a follow-up for him, didn't you? Yeah, well, uh, the follow-up um... – 
Jeez, I forgot what the follow-up. You forgot. Nah, yeah, because I thought you were taking the thing. Don't worry. I was just talking to a I'm talking to a celebrity, man. Well, I remember what it was. It was talking about, you know, being within that, you know, you play U of I. You know what I mean? Um, and they're in the same state. Did you sense a sense of arrogance? Because I, I can remember being a smaller school. They look at us like little brother. You know, they're down in Champaign, big school, big program. Did you sense it that they maybe underestimated you guys and then by the time y'all got on them, it was too late? Um, you know, maybe there was a little bit of that at the, at the start of the game uh, during, during warm-ups a little bit. Um, you know, I, I felt that we, that we kind of felt maybe that they were trying to big-time us a little bit. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, this just kind of fueled our fire a little bit. And, um, you know, the, the thing is, is I, I think I saw this on Twitter or something, but, uh, someone, someone tweeted out and was saying, you know, when the, when the smaller mid-major school plays the, the in-state, uh, you know, power or big in-state, you know, state school, it, there's always a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because, you know, that, that school never recruited them. You know, we, we've got a lot of guys from Illinois on our team. Um, yeah, no, no, I never got an offer from Illinois. Lucas never, um, you know, all the, all the guys from Illinois never even really got looked at by Illinois. So, um, you know, you definitely carry a little bit of a, a chip on your shoulder with that for sure. Just, just knowing that, um, you know, Hey, they never, they never recruited me and now I'm here. I get to play them. You know, you always carry that little bit of an edge about yourself, especially in, a, in an in-state game, like you mentioned. Cameron, I have a serious question for you. And the way you answer this question will determine your altitude. Do you guys believe? Do you believe, Cameron Crutwig? Do you believe that you guys can win the whole damn thing? I do. I mean, you have to believe that you can win the whole. thing. You don't thing. have to believe um, it, Cameron. You know, a lot of people say it; they don't believe it. But like you guys have been. Oh, you got to believe it. You got to believe it, and I think that's one thing that coaches is really, really hard hard home with us. Is you, I mean, you got to believe because we were so close my freshman year. I mean, we were up, you know seven or eight on Michigan in the second half, and, and it comes down to, you know, Wagner got hot and Duncan Robinson started making a couple threes, and we were right there. And, and now, you know, this year, um, just, you know, the wins we've had this year, the type of season we're having, the way we play together, we're really starting to build that chemistry, build that, that trust, and, and, and it's so important this time of year. And we got the seniors. We got senior leadership, man. We've been through so much. Um, you know, we got seven seniors, especially w- with COVID and everything. You know, you're starting to see teams with, with younger guys kind of kind of drop out, and we got you know seven seniors, tough tough minded guys, and, and you got to believe you can win the whole thing. And, and after we beat you know Illinois, you know we got in the fight. We're in Sweet 16 now, and we're we're only a couple wins away from Final Four national championship. I mean, you got to believe in it, and uh, you know there, there's definitely something brewing in this team for sure. Cam, we appreciate you joining us here today. And I'll tell you what, if you get to the Final Four, we got to talk to you again, yeah. my man. Can, can, can I have a rice? Yeah, nothing, oh, sure, sure. There's nothing boring also about winning. Can I have a rice to your T-shirt, please? Can I have a <laughs> yeah. rice to make your T-shirt? I'll make it That's another conversation for another day. Cam Crutwick. Hey, thanks You're so right. Much, there man. is nothing boring about winning. That's right. It's Congrats, not easy, Cam. though. It's <laughs> not easy. There you, brother. Congrats, man. That is tell sure. Sister Jane I said what up. Oh, I will. So I will. She's she's having a good time down in Indy, man. Yeah, no doubt. All Finally right, gets to see some some hoops. <laughs> good luck to you. Thanks again. All right, thank you guys. All right, what a great kid, I man. Mean, what a great. You player. think about this. They have to go through a 12 seed in Oregon State. We saw Houston a two seed barely get by Rutgers. Right. Rutgers should actually should have won that won game. That game. Yeah. Now you got Houston going against the zone of Syracuse. I, that that could be a Syracuse, Loyola, Chicago, 
yeah. elite eight game. I, it, it, it's man. And once you get there, getting there. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Like, once you get there. Yeah. Oh, 25 percent yeah. chance. Every, like, yep. We all got a chance to win it. Yep. And I thought he hit on something, right? You see, they're they're a veteran group, right? They understand what it's all about. They're to a certain extent in college terms, they're grown ass men. Right, and now you know they're locked in. We see some of these young guys just waning in focus just a little bit. Yeah, that 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 certainly does happen there. But they're a team to keep an eye on, no doubt about it. All right, we look ahead to another day, another round in 32 games, and who is upset alert today? We'll talk about that after Jay has this from Cintas. Today, people expect a new level of clean. That's right. Cintas provides a wide range of essential products and services that help businesses keep their facilities and employees clean and safe. CentOS will keep you well-stocked with essential supplies like face mask, hand sanitizer, glove and thermometers. CentOS will hygienically clean and deliver your uniforms. How nice is that? They also will help you protect employees and customers with first aid and safety supplies and fire protection services. CentOS helps you open your doors with confidence every day. Learn how CentOS can help keep your businesses clean and safe at CentOS.com. Get CentOS and get ready for the workday. Sister Jean has done it again. Loyola into the Sweet 16, stunning the number one seed, Illinois. A crazy weekend in sports, and this will be the place to talk about it on Monday with me, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Barton Hahn in with J. Will again and again and again, it seems. How are you feeling about us, man? I rock with y'all. Like, you good? I rock with you guys. My teams, what are, you, what are you talking about? I'm just checking. I was never, know, why do you need to check? Because I don't want to be a lingerer. You know, like some people that stick don't, around don't, too no, long. We in the club like, together. We, we at the home. table together. I just want to make sure. Won't go home. It's good to get that. Like, just want to get you that. You will be able to tell, like, for me, I can't hide my mood. So, if, like, if I don't rock with you, you'll, you'll be able to hey, tell. You'll be like, what's oh, wrong oh, with you? You, you all right, Jay? You I'm like, cold I shoulder. Just, I'm cool, man. Like, we're all set. You know? Yeah. It's like, I'm champ. Was it a fourth Three Stooges? It was a champ. A what? A what? The champ. 
I, I Mary Curly, Mo, and Sham. What's a cousin, man? Like we the cousins that's coming over to your house. Oh, okay, yeah. I just, I mean, I used to watch that when I was two years old. I just, it was hard for me to get the Three Stooges <laughs> reference. Well, I'm, I'm like the Truman Can Show, man. I was raised by the TV. Can we use updated reference, please? I'm like the Truman Show, man. I was, I was raised by the TV, man. I had no friends or family, anybody that cared about me. <laughs> Jeez. Man, I, I Real know. life problems with Bart. That'll yeah, be our next exactly exactly Yes, it is. I was just checking to make sure that we everywhere was cool. That's all. I didn't know it was going to turn into that. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Jay, Jay t- t- now today's games. Today's games. What do you? Now are you just closed up everything? Yeah, like I, I closed like up everything. Now you're going to have to ask me to reference like, today's games. Well, I, mean, I like it though. We like this. I can I can I can give you one or two, but. You know, there, there was something I was supposed to talk to you about, but it did not come up on the screen fast enough. It's all right. We were supposed to talk about the fact that the NFL is going to open up and allow fans to be at the NFL draft. Right. Which is really. I'm looking for details on that right now. Well, fact. I mean, we have the topic, so we're good to talk about okay. it. Okay. It, look, I, I am. The, I've never been to an NFL draft. Bart, you've been a part of it. Yeah, I, I've, I've been. been to NBA drafts. I've called NBA drafts. The last NFL draft I saw was in Nashville, and the, the scene Crazy. was insane. Last it was thing you insane. Can say totally mm-hmm. and, and look, as, as people are getting more vaccinated than ever now, and we're actually unleashing this, like I actually look forward to having that energy back in one centralized location to see who the next greats are going to be and us learning about who all these great quarterbacks, wide receivers. I mean, Devontae Smith, learning about all these guys, Jamar Chase, um, it, there's so many great it's names. It's their first in this introduction draft. to the league, too, exactly. isn't it? Like it's the first time they feel the crowd and the energy and the passion that's behind it. Now, I, I do have now the information. He's speaking with so much more confidence now. You yeah, see the, it, feel it. Pass the ball back. I got so the you've point got, It's in Believe Land. Is it in Believe it's Land? In, it's in Cleveland. Yeah, Ooh. April 29th, May 1st. So, so you have it's a three day event, just like it. You know, it, it usually is. Uh, free events for fans in accordance with public officials. This was announced by the NFL just a few minutes ago, as Jay said. You'll have media crews on site, so we'll actually get to yes. be there. Does that mean, does that mean we're going to go? Well, are you going to do, I, I don't you, know. do, yeah, do the show on site for management. the draft? We shall, we shall see, but it'll be uh, downtown in Cleveland. They'll be using the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame certainly as well. But you know, the main stage will have the backdrop of Lake Erie. Ooh. wonder who will make the mistake by the lake. Oh yeah, yeah, see what I did there. I'm yeah, not so even. Yeah, accept, yeah. I'm not even allowed. There'll to be go one team that makes it that picks somebody, yeah, and they're yeah, going to yeah, call exactly. it the mistake by the lake. You probably know that's the Jets. coming. It, it, it can't Evan be said the probably Jets. the Jets. Yeah, Evan said. He's just, the oh, hold on, you better put some respect so, on that, son. Listen, Joe Douglas ain't about that life no more, uh, son. Let me let me just mention this also, as we talked about this earlier. Uh, uh, EJ Liddell, right from Ohio State, who yep. who got those threats on social media. He was yep. on CNN uh, this morning, CNN New Day, and I just want to read you a couple of the comments that he made. He said it kind of messed me up a little bit. I just want to thank everyone for their support. Everybody can take constructive criticism, but sometimes people go a little bit too far, you think? He also said, I've never done anything in my life to make anyone talk to me like that, especially after we just played in a basketball game that we worked all year for. So he's reacting to this. He went public with it. Now we'll see what kind of response there is to those who sent him those tweets. Good for Good for him. Yeah. You know, kind of Champion, opening man. up that and sharing that with the world because I, I think that will help a lot of people empathize more. A lot of people are very busy in their lives. They don't take time to empathize, and I think that's yeah. helpful. Yeah. And maybe what you're saying is make them be more mindful. Like, you know what? I understand what they go through now. I, I, we've talked about this. We've had a conversation about this. I won't press in even though I'm upset right now. Yeah. I, I, again, what, what the origin of the tweets, the origin of the anger, who knows? Who cares? As Herm Edwards once said, don't press send. That's the bottom line with stuff like this. And 
Hopefully he's got enough support oh, around him. After also losing, you want to go night night? After losing <laughs> such a big game, you gonna put somebody to sleep? We're about to go night night right now. Greedy is next. He has Jim Beheim. Jay, we'll see you tomorrow. I'll pull up to your IP address, partner. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.